In Philadelphia, nobody screws up the drinks of the guy who joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. He is a Philadelphia legend, has been a longtime member of the uh, ESPN family. Sal Palantonio here with Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Sal, good afternoon. How are you? You know, we call Philadelphia the city that shoves you back. You know that, right? Oh, I, I do, Sal. And and basically, <laughs> our, our, Sal, our friend Christian Fourier was talking about that he has such a refined palate for drinks that if a bartender doesn't make it properly, he sends it back. <laughs> wow. You get away you get away with that? That's unbelievable. That's I, unbelievable. I, I listen, I feel like I am in the for some reason I don't know how I'm I'm in the minority of this. Like you two like tough guys, right? You two like, oh yeah, you know, we'll just take this drink and just swallow it, even though it's crappy. Don't you think the bartender would like like an honest opinion? Like, listen, I want to give you a good drink right now, and he gives you something terrible and you just drink it anyway, Sal? Oh man. Yeah, if that happened in Philly, uh, the bartender would give you an honest opinion, that's for sure. <laughs> God, I love it. Uh, well, Sal, I know that obviously last year it's a run to the Super Bowl for the Eagles, and they've been there before. They've had a quarterback at one point in time that they loved before. Now Jalen Hurts is the new guy that Philly fans are in love with. If you could, Sal, what are the comparables, if any, in terms of the city of Philadelphia and the way they reacted to when Nick Foles led them to a championship and the way Jalen Hurts got them to the Super Bowl last year. Are the feelings from the fans similar in in those instances? They really aren't. You know, I wrote a book called Philly Special about the Eagles' run to the Super Bowl, their first Super Bowl title, first and only. And if you just read the last couple of chapters, and I lived it day to day, what Nick Foles did is really, really very difficult to duplicate, if ever. I mean, you know, they didn't – the backup quarterback, backup middle linebacker, lost their best special teams player, lost their starting left tackle, underdogs throughout the playoffs, uh, beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl when Brady has a record-setting performance. Uh, the Eagles went for it on fourth down three times and converted. You guys know that game inside and out. I lived it. We watched it. We lived it, breathed it, eat, slept it. And everybody knows what happened in that game. And the bottom line is that Nick Foles, he was Obi-Wan Kenobi. He threw passes that hit targets basically with his eyes closed off his back foot. He played a game that you'll never see any other player play again. And uh, God love him, as we say in Philadelphia, God bless Nick Foles, Mickey Five Fingers, we love him. Uh, but Donovan, excuse me, Jalen is a completely different cat. Jalen is a grinder. Jalen is the CEO of this football team. People look at Nick Sirianni and say Nick's done this, that, and the other thing. It's Jalen's team, inside and out. He has total control at the line of scrimmage, probably more than any other quarterback that I know of other than Brady and or Rodgers or some of the other veterans, but for his third year as a full-time starter, he has so many check with me's. His ability to read defenses now has really elevated itself. You know, he went from a passer, a guy who couldn't complete a pass from the pocket 
losing to Brady in the wild card game in Tampa, and then the following year totally remakes himself to a point where he has this incredible completion percentage and yardage production from the pocket. He's a dual-threat quarterback who can win from the pocket. He's just a different guy also as a leader. So they're different players, and um, they let Nick go. They let Wentz go. They kept this guy, paid him almost a half a billion dollars, and here we go. They're trying to get back to the Super Bowl, which is super hard to do, as everybody knows. So we're talking to Sal Palantonio, who wrote Philly Special, and who also wrote one of my favorite books, Sal, How Football Explains America. You can still pick that book up on it on Amazon, by the way. I think it was the last book I actually read, Sal. It's a great book, by the way. Wow. I love that book. What an endorsement. It was. It was a great book. 15 years ago, Christian. I know. I know. It was like the last. your book list. But listen, here's the thing. When you're an author, your four favorite words are not, I read your book. They are, I bought your book. So thank you very much. Well, no, I did buy it also. But it is. It's a great book. It is. (laughs) For football nerds. For football nerds, you'll love it. All right. So that's the offensive side. The defensive side of the ball. Both sides uh, for the Eagles, right? Got a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. That defense, historic with the amount of sacks and the pressures and all the players. They do lose some guys. But is 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 what's the difference that this year for, for that team and what makes them dangerous? Well, you know, I'd like them I'd like to compare the defense last year to some of the Belichick defenses of years past. Uh, especially in Super Bowl performances. You know, Belichick dialed up the pressure that got to Matt Ryan that was the difference maker in the fourth quarter that allowed Brady to make the really make the comeback. He dialed up, along with Matt Patricia, he dialed up the Malcolm Butler inside move at the goal line that got the interception that got Brady that Super Bowl. Belichick and Brady got that Super Bowl against Seattle. And the Eagles failed to stop Patrick Mahomes in the second half. They did not come up with the signature defensive stop that you've seen time and time again from Belichick's defenses. So if I'm the Eagles, the first thing that I'm doing is making sure I'm accounting for Matthew Judon in this football game. What did he have, 15-plus sacks last year? Uh, the way they've utilized him, you know, I'm the host of the matchup show, and uh, Darius Butler, Greg Cosell do a great job of diagramming the plays. And one of the things that, you know, we are looking at very closely for week one in terms of the matchup was, okay, who's blocking Judon and how are they going to account for him? because he could change the game with one play. And what you haven't seen is the Eagles do that in critical situations, right? They've they piled up a lot of numbers. Yeah, they, blocked, they knocked Brock Purdy and his backup out of the NFC Championship game. But when it came to really coaching against the best in Andy Reid, they couldn't make a stop against Patrick Mahomes. And now they go up there and they're coaching against the best, Bill Belichick. Bill O'Brien. So I'm interested to see how they do against the Patriots, both offensively and defensively, and how they adjust to the adjustments that O'Brien and the Belichicks make in the second half of that game. I think this will be a close game. I really do. I think it'll be a very hard-fought close game. I think that Patriots defense, from what I've been told, 
and I, I and I talk to Mike Reese on a weekly basis. He does a great job covering the team. What I've been told is that defense is totally locked down, dialed in, and ready to wreak havoc. Sal Palantonio of ESPN with Gresh and Fourier giving us a little Philly perspective on Sunday's matchup between the Eagles and the Patriots. Sal, both coordinators are gone from last year's Super Bowl run for the Eagles. For me, I don't worry as much about the offensive end because Sirianni's the head coach, and I think that transition will be pretty seamless. What about on the defensive side, though, Sal? You've seen it a lot. Even though you got great players, a little change in coordinator maybe takes some time to be able to gel. Is there any worry from you whatsoever on new coordinators first time out on Sunday afternoon? You know, you're absolutely correct. First of all, on offense, because of who they have, and with the veterans on the offensive line, they'll be able to adjust set protections as best that they possibly can, and they've got playmakers all across the board. <clears throat> and they've got the best quarterback in the NFC, in my view. And Brian Johnson, the new offensive coordinator, has known Jalen Hurts since Jalen Hurts was four years old. Brian Johnson was coached by Jalen Hurts' father, a variant, in Texas. He knows him. They know each other. They're on the same page, and as I said, Jalen Hurts has a very high number of check-with-me's, and his ability to read the linebackers and the safeties, I think, is very, very good and developing. I think they want him to throw the ball more this year. One, put himself less in harm's way. Two, try to increase the offensive production. Why? Because you hit the nail on the head. Their defense has major adjustments to make. They lost a lot of starters. And the defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, is going to be talking to N'Kobe Dean, who will wear the green dot on his helmet at linebacker. And Dean hardly got on the field last year. He was, of course, drafted in the third round, excuse me, third or fourth round from Georgia. Didn't play at all in the Super Bowl. Very inexperienced. Has a hard time staying, getting on the field last year and staying on the field. So that, to me, is a major weak link. And from what I've been told, O'Brien is going to spread the offense out, give Mac a lot of options, make sure that Mac Jones gets rid of the ball quickly, and that means the Eagles' middle linebacker is going to have to address, adjust, adjust post-snap. There'll be a lot of post-snap adjustments that the Eagles will have to make. And I'm wondering, because we don't know who the other safety is, starting alongside Reed Blankenship, and we know that N'Kobe Dean is inexperienced, whether the Eagles will be able to handle those option routes if they go four and five wide, which I anticipate they will do because O'Brien did that a lot when he's with the Texans. Uh, Sal, will you be in the house on Sunday, or does a duty call elsewhere for you? Oh, my God. I am at Patriot Place Saturday night at Davio's getting the chicken parm appetizers. I'm staying at the Renaissance. We're going to be there really early Sunday morning, kicking off all the shows. But here's the beautiful thing. I'm going to be in the booth with my friend, Steve Levy, calling the game. He's doing the play-by-play, -play, and I'm going to be the analyst in the booth. So I'm ex super excited about this Oh, game. good for you. Wow, oh, that is you. awesome. It stinks you got to work with Levy, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we <lo> <laughs> no, we love Steve around here. He's a Boston guy. Well, Sal, that's great. Oh, yeah. I 
I know Fourier and I will be uh, in the house. Hopefully we uh, bump into you along the way. And uh, thanks for the intel, friend. Good stuff. Great catching up. Yeah, no, th- thank you so much for having me. And I'll see you guys on Sunday. Can't wait. And if Davios, and they won't mess up your drink, but if they do, just send it back. <laughs> oh. They won't, but they, if they do, tell them Fourier said it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, guys. See you, Sal. Sal. Sal knows better, baby. <laughs>